Welcome to Layer 8 Podcast, hosted by Greg Sasso and Victor Coronazario, where technology and business strategies converge to support the most important layer, the IT users. Hey everybody, our episode today is, why are you here? The importance of a phone screen. <laughs> I like that title a lot. We went through a lot of issues, right? Because we weren't, we didn't have the right process for uh, interviewing. Exactly. Yeah, we did what every uh, most other companies would do. Is um, when we were small, particularly, we had an HR department which had one or two people in it, and then it was Victor and myself. And when we started, basically, we give them requirements of we need a position here. They would post it, and then they'd start dumping all these resumes on our desk. Oh my God! And we had so many resumes to go through. A lot of them even didn't make any sense for the particular position. And it was an issue for us. It was uh, time-consuming. It was very time-consuming. Oh, yeah. 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 And just these ridiculous, like Victor said, these ridiculous resumes. But what we would do at that point was we would just end up looking through them, picking a bunch, giving them back to HR, and then they'd set these interviews up for us. Right. And at that point, what we would do is do the full interview in person. So we would bring a lot of people in that really didn't qualify I mean, a lot of times... You they see, were so far from qualified on some of them, wasn't even ridiculous. Yeah, because you see these resumes saying, yes, I have 10 years of experience sometimes, five, eight years of experience in IT. But that's a, it's very general, right? Because you could work in a company and be the IT person, but you're really the office manager. Or, or you had a computer in front of you and you were an IT person. Right, and now mind you, it's, it's depending on what you need. There are some places where... What you need is really somebody just to interface with vendors or whatever. But what we were looking for were technicians, yeah, help desk, system engineers, system administrators. And these people would sell themselves in the resume, not even lying. I wouldn't say they were lying. No, no. Uh, but because uh, you have a funny story about that, Greg, about you. Remember, you always told me you knew access. Oh, you yeah. Thought yeah. You knew access before. I used to write down on my resume that I was an a- I knew access and everything until I started working at one job. I think it was actually with Victor where we actually got into it and I was like, boy, I really never knew Access before this. I'm still not an expert, but I never knew it. But I always put down there that I knew Access because I thought I did at that point. So Right. So and he was more a novice. No, he became an expert because I remember that application. We called it Greg Wise. That's right. It that was, was an awesome, inventory right? application. Yeah. But anyway, a lot of people said, yes, uh, I'm a system administrator. And they would come in. And for what we needed, they weren't a system administrator at all because our systems were more sophisticated than what they dealt with. Yeah, and so the point point of this was that we just spent a lot of time, you know, wasting our HR's department's time to bring them in and set up the interview, and then our time to interview, and even the candidates' time because they just weren't a good fit. So I just remember after one particular set of interviews, I sat down with Victor, and I was like, "We got to stop doing this. It's just a huge waste of our time, and it was frustrating." And we wanted to think, figure out some way to do something that was more time, it would use our time more efficiently. So we came up with the process of doing phone screens before technical phone screen. We'd have the HR department set up a phone screen for us, we call them up, and we can weed them out within five minutes if we want to keep talking to them versus the half an hour, 45 minutes we'd have to set aside before, you know, because you can't get someone in there and just kick them back out, so. Right, and we'll, we'll get into details about the process a little more, but I wanted to talk about a couple of the stories for the people that are listening to this podcast because I think uh, they'll be, <laughs> I, I, I think they're kind of funny. Oh, they were uh, hysterical on some. I, I remember one particular story about... Um, I think it was a system admin position that we had that we were interviewing for. And so, again, we set up the phone screen, got the person on the phone. And we also came up with a set of questions. And do a quick aside here. It, the questions were basically geared towards different levels. We interviewed for either sysadmin or help desk. So we'd have to list these questions out so we can also do a grading scale and kind of compare at the end of the interview. 
So we just started going through these questions and we're like, okay, what would you do if this happened? And it wasn't necessarily we were asking definitions. It was more process-based. You know, you get a phone call that comes in. What do you do with it? We wanted to see how they would troubleshoot because that was the important thing. We always used to say that you can train someone to be more technical, but you can't train on their customer service skills. Right. Well, what happened with this person, this particular person, was that every time we asked him a question, he would say, yes, I will take the call and then pass it on to my system admin people. Or I'll take the call (laughs) and I'll call the vendor and have him fix it. But the position was specifically for a system administrator. It wasn't for a service desk manager or an IT manager. And we explained the position, so we were puzzled. And you just kept saying, I would transfer to the right department. I'm like, yeah, but you're the right department. So someone's calling, you have to fix it. Right. So, and, and again, that was, I think that was maybe a 10 minute interview. We got him in and out, you know, off the phone in 10 minutes because we realized that this is not the right person. Well, and that saved us so much time instead of bringing him in, serving him coffee or soda or whatever, spending an hour with that particular person uh, in, in the office. We just did it with for 10 minutes, which we would have done anyway, right? After oh, we definitely. realized definitely. that he wasn't a good fit. And I, I remember another, the other story was, and it was such a simple thing. You know, we came up with a question for our help desk level person of what is a Windows profile? Now, if you've been in the field for all of five minutes, you know what a Windows profile is. Right. And we got questions, we got answers from people that had 15 years experience that could not answer that question. Right. And, and I, I remember one instance because I, I was kind of hard on, on this person, but it, it, it kind of bothered me that he was throwing out technical terms, thinking that since Greg was, his title was director and mine was manager, that we wouldn't know, that we would be puzzled or uh, amazed that, that he knew this technical term. We we're asking about a Windows profile and uh, issues uh, with, I think, I don't remember if it was the desktop not showing up all the time or their H drive not being there. But the guy, when we started troubleshooting, he said, well, I would check to make sure that they don't have a 28-bit subnet mask. And that's ridiculous. Uh, subnet masks have, have to do with IP addresses and the way the machines logically connect through the network. And normally on, a, on an internal network, you just have a 24-bit subnet mask. So I, I started asking him questions about that. So I said, okay, so what does the 28-bit subnet mask have to do with it? And then he went deeper into his... You know, I wouldn't call it a lie, but... Well, he dug himself into a hole that was right. just... At the end, Victor and I were just like, obviously, this person is not the right person. Right. And I just kept asking him questions and, and having yeah. him dig deeper until we said, yeah, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I think at some point, Greg even left the room because he was starting to laugh. Yeah, it was getting to be a little ridiculous at that point. <laughs> right, right. So uh, that, that stresses the importance of these phone screens. And what I want to do now is uh, ask Greg, like... A little more detail of how we set this up, right? Yeah, the, the process, like I said, we went through is that we, after we realized that it was too much of a time consumer to bring them in, we sat down and we tried to figure out what can we do better. Also at that point, we did end up having our HR department get a recruiter, so we were fortunate in that aspect. But still for that, they weren't an IT person. So we came up with a list of simple questions for them to ask the person. And that was more of like, you know, looking at the resume, do they have experience with certain softwares? But it was also having them act as the user because basically the recruiter will be an end user to this person. They're going to be helping them on the phone. So we want to see how can they cor- how would they um, correspond with them? Did they have a clear voice? Were they able to explain stuff in a clear, uh, efficient manner? And then what we did was, like we talked about a little bit earlier, we came up with a list of questions you know, to help go through the screen. So we also graded the questions. I think we had a scale of like zero to two or three. And it was based on, you know, 
even if it was a troubleshooting question, we wanted to see how they troubleshot. It wasn't even honestly that important they got the answer. It was their thought process. If they couldn't connect to the network, you know, they're checking the monitor. You know, so, and we've had ones like those, unfortunately. So Well, and, and again, going back to that, Greg, the way we set up those questions is we actually got tickets from our help desk system that were solved already. Correct. So in yeah. our help desk system, if, if you've used a help desk system before, if you've seen a ticket as a user, you have the problem reported by the user, the steps to troubleshoot it, and the solution. Sometimes the solution has nothing to do with the problem reported because the symptom was something different, right? Yeah. Something that really didn't have to do with the problem, but we identified. But anyway, we have that set up, so we just tell the person the problem reported. We want them to follow troubleshooting steps, and sometimes they didn't even have to get it right, but what we wanted to see is how they were thinking about the issue. Yes. Actually, sometimes we get some answers that were better than the troubleshooting steps that were followed for that particular help desk ticket that we got for the system. There was times I remember sitting back and looking at Victor, I'm like, is he right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have, some, we have some interesting answers, and, and we actually gave feedback to the, to the candidate, and we said, yeah, we, you actually impressed us with that one because we went around yeah. a longer way. So it, it was a very good way to set up those questions, wouldn't you agree? No, exactly. And, and also then with this process too is that after we did the phone screen, we would bring them in. Again, our recruiter or someone in HR would sit down with them, go over the benefits of you know the company and all that stuff. And then we would also, depending on the position we we're interviewing for, we would have someone else on our team sit in with them. So if it was like a help desk position, we might have a sysadmin or even another help desk person sit in and talk to them, kind of you know, get them at ease about the position. Here's what you'd be doing, this kind of stuff. And then Victor and I would come in and talk to them too about, again, reiterating the position because we wanted to make sure it was, we also had issues of hiring people and them not realizing what they were hired for, which was kind of odd. But we got really detailed about you're doing this, this, and this. And, um, you know, sometimes when you talk to the bosses, they weren't as comfortable. And that's why we also brought in our techs before so that they can get comfortable with the technicians because also going to be part of the team. So we want to make sure there was some cohesion there. Right. And, and we trained our team. This is really important. The other people that were involved on the technical side to ask the questions, but also tell us when they got out of the room, hey, we asked these questions. Because at the beginning, sometimes we asked the same questions because we weren't prepared for that because it was yeah. a new process. So, but, in, but later on, we figured out that, hey, we have to talk to the people that were in the room before we go into that room, you yeah. know, for two or three minutes. But also near the end, too, we decided that we weren't going to even ask technical questions because we talked about it during the phone screen. Our technicians were in there asking them. There was no need from that point. You know, right. so we would get into more of the just really explaining the position, what we expect, where we see the position to grow to, the opportunities and everything. Right. So that's what we ended up doing when Victor and I would go in there. That, Well, and, and literally talking about some of the things that we definitely expected, like we, Greg would say, or I would say, you're going to work overtime. That's for sure. Yeah. You're an IT person. You would be amazed, at least me as an IT person since 1994, I've always expected to work extra because when do you do maintenance, right? Yeah. You do no, maintenance yeah. at night. You know, problems arise. You're in charge of the system. It's two in the morning. Somebody calls you. You have to answer. But we were upfront with everything. We wanted, you know, no surprises on anything. It was, this is what the position is. This is what we're hiring you for. Can you do that job? Right. So now, even, even if we agreed this is a good person, a bad person, we were still great because we usually had more than one interview come in. And how do you compare a good person with another good person unless you rate each question and then go back and analyze well, it, Well, right? not only that, but it's after you had, you know, 15 or 20 interviews, you're like, what was that person? And we, you know, you need something to distinguish them. Yeah. So we, this, this would help with that piece of it. Right. So then after that, we would discuss the rating. We would give it to HR 
uh, of the recruiter. And at this point, they had their own form. So we would convert our numbers in, in, in our evaluation to whatever their form was to, you know, not create more work for them. Because remember, they, they're dealing with other departments too. So, you know, they have to standardize on their end. So we would do that. And then we, uh, I, I think, was the rule for us, at least, Greg, that we both had to say yes to actually say we're going to, we're going to hire somebody? Yeah, it definitely was because they'd be working for both of us. I mean, you know, I was the director, Victor was the manager, but we wanted a, a solid yes because if we didn't, then we were like, why is it? You know, there were, there were discussions for us of, you know, I liked him, he didn't, why not? Right. And um, depending on what it was, you know, I might be like, okay, maybe I was thinking too much about her or putting too much weight on that or same with Victor. But we always wanted to, we were fortunate with a lot of the hires we actually did do that it was almost a, unresounded, you know, we liked him, that or her. We liked him and we we're going to hire them. Right, so. right. Now, I do remember a couple of people that we all said yes to, and then they turned out to still be... So they're, 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 they turned out to not be that good. Unfortunately, our, our system's not foolproof, like no one. Like anyone's system's not going to be. But it did help weed out a lot of ones that we thought were just horrid. Yes, I, I think for the most part, if we look at the overall of all the texts that we had, for the most, I would say we, we hit like the 85%. Uh, yeah, I mean, we had some, we had some incredible hires. I mean, some of them, you know, like Victor said, we'd, we'd hire and we were like, how did they even pass our screening process? Um, other ones were just phenomenal. And our turnover rate, too, was really good because that's why we also started bringing in our techs because they were a team. And we wanted to make sure that they'd be a good, good part of the team. We didn't want conflicting personalities, even though we did have that. But mo for the most part, I think that turned out pretty well for us. Yeah, I think so because we involved everybody in the process and we made sure that uh, the, our good recruiter had his input to on this because yeah we had our take on personality and all that stuff but I, I i think his opinion about that stuff we gave it a little more weight uh, because we we wanted to some demark there we wanted to focus on yeah. on, on our area right no definitely definitely yeah. and like, like victor said is that we just want to get as much input as we can because that recruiter was also the end user to the tech so if they liked them and they thought they were did good on the phone and good in person, that's what you wanted. You, I mean, again, customer service is key here. The technology is just kind of a side thing, the customer service, because even if you can't fix a problem, if you communicate that to the end users, they're normally really good with that. Well, and that's the layer eight, isn't it? That's the layer eight there. I like how you tie that in there. <laughs> All right, so roundup? So we do the roundup now? Roundup, recap, sure. Um, not sure what we're calling that yet, so. <laughs> that's all right. All right, so I have a few things here. One is um, be sure to include your HR group in the whole process from planning yeah. right, and designing it and designing the process to executing it. And, uh, and also at the end of that, following up, right? After the interview and all that, make sure you, that you always follow up. Even if you think that you're not going to hire the particular person, you still follow up, grade it, all that stuff. Because you don't know, maybe later... You might be able to look back and say, okay, now that person's a good fit, and now you have it in the bank. Which right? has actually happened to us before. So Right, exactly. And then uh, the other one, which is really important, is, is a tool, right? You have your templates set up. The way we set up our template, our form, to grade uh, people where we had their name, the date, the position that they were uh, uh, applying, mm -hmm. uh, applying for. Then we had the questions, and we had a, a section in there for grading and comments. Yes. And this was also important because of the fact that, and I think it happened to us maybe just once, but maybe twice, whereas you'd have a candidate send in their resume, we'd go through the whole process of interview and realize they weren't a fit, personality-wise, whatever, and then we'd open up a position weeks, months later, and they'd re reapply, and we still looked at it because the resume obviously looked good to us in the first place. We're like, this looks familiar. 
but we did in the beginning we hadn't saved our notes we realized we need to save them so that'll save us some time from no we interviewed this person you know if it was a technical you know issue with them we'd probably bring them back in but if it was a personality thing we might be a little more hesitant to do so right right so again for the roundup these are the tools that we think will help you improve uh, your interviewing process for technicians yeah and just be more time saving for you okay so great so we hope you learned something from this show. I learned something. Did you? Um, I always learn something from talking <laughs> to you, Victor. <laughs> all right. All right. So uh, we'll talk to you next time in the next episode, okay? Thank right, you. Thank you.